0: What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Mr. Mighty Mac. Mm-mm-mm. And with me tonight is my co-host and original lost boy, Dr. Diamond, Dun. Triple D. Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com <laughs> or on our Facebook at adventuresinvideoland. We are critics with attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language, but uh, that's That's not really our style, so we'll try to keep this rated PG-13. Murdered Dreams, Pixie Lust, and Pirate Booty. Mm -hmm. Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause this episode, watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Season 8, Pantheon, nomination number 3, that's 3, Hook, nominated by Jeremy Clifford, with guest voter Bill Wheat. Before we get to any of that, let's let's
1: chat about Pantheon, shall we? Triple D. Mm -hmm. What is Pantheon. All right, for the uninitiated, Pantheon movies hit on all cylinders. They are great in terms of acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects. They are essential viewing, best of its genre. They have that little je ne sais quoi. I have no idea what that is. Never gets old. There are nine members on the AV Council. Every three weeks, a council member nominates a movie, does a write-up, and everyone else votes yes or no with their reasons and write-up. And in addition, there is a guest voter a each week time, this time yeah. and the Facebook poll counts as another vote. That's the poll on Adventures in Videoland on the Facebook. Correct. The aggregate score of yes or no gives uh, gives them a vote. So that's a total of eleven vote. Each movie needs a two thirds majority to get in, mm-hmm. which is seven seven votes. Yeah. For example, we've For done example. two movies so far. In season, season eight. That's correct. We started with Scott Pilgrim versus The World. How did it do? It got in with eight of eleven. You nailed it. Followed by Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm not familiar with that one. Well, you should be. We watched it. Oh, that's true. Oh, we <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, yeah that that that's right. Now, it got in also with nine, nine of 11. eleven. Yeah. Wes Anderson did it again. Wes Anderson. He's got He's two. In
0: two. It's a twofer. It's a Wes Anderson two.
1: A Zizu fur. <laughs> wow. That's okay. a niche That's a niche joke. We right can there. edit that in post. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, how about before we get started, a little foreplay, oh, my friend. Foreplay, sure. Yeah, sure. So let's just say if Peter Pan got a dark and gritty reboot, who would you have play Hook, Pan, and Tinkerbell?
1: What kind? What? What? The hell kind of a question is that? It's what's on the big sir. Merrick.
0: I was just thinking, you know,
1: like you know, like really down and dirty, sure. gritty reboot. All right. So who are the three we're talking about? We're talking about Hook. Hook we're talking about Pan. Pan. We're talking about Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. All right. My dark and gritty reboot. Yes. Reboot. Yes. All right. For Hook, yeah. we're gonna pull in Gary Oldman. Oh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not Gary Coleman. No. He's gone. He is. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, uh, Gary Oldman. He, he'd be on my short list. Yeah. Gary Oldman. The dark, uh, gritty character yeah, yeah, player. Yeah. For Pan, Adrian Brody. He's a dark horse, and you wouldn't expect me to say that, but <laughs> no, I just I did.
0: In fact, I did not. Not at
1: Adrian all. Adrian Brody. And Tinkerbell. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we need to bring Megan Fox back into the fold. <laughs> I understand she's hard to work with, yeah. but I do love her. But Julia her... Roberts was also hard to work with in I this movie that rumors that. suggested. <laughs> yep. So that that's my dark and gritty reboot of uh. uh, uh I have Peter a Payne. set of my own. Okay. I have a
0: set of my own. I'd love it, to hear it. It's a matched set. Okay. They have a, I'm almost on a theme here. All right. right. So for a hook... Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. yes. The movie is already amazing. It writes itself <laughs> at this point, right? Okay. Yeah, but for Pan, John Cena. Oh, really? Yes. John Cena. <laughs> yes, for Pan. Okay. Imagine if Pan grew up to be just a <gasps> movie, right? Giant Pan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then for like Tinkerbell. A cast iron Pan. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and Tinkerbell. And Tinkerbell margot robbie
0: oh look at that wouldn't she be amazing in that little outfit And besides she's a heck of an actor she can pull it off
1: that that intriguing and maybe maybe any one of our listeners says big pull in hollywood (laughs) could get (laughs) one of those greenlit now the movie that we're looking at is not a dark and gritty no but
0: i but i challenge our listeners you know this this link to to this podcast will be in on the facebook group in the comments from the link to this uh, podcast, they should include their own suggestions oh. for the characters: oh, no. dark and for gritty reboot
1: we... Peter Pan, and Tinker Bell for a dark and gritty. Hook, right. uh, I Peter like Pan I like it. And then also, while we're at it, we'll get a Wes Anderson version of it. So, just yeah. why not? But why yeah, get
0: a M Night Shyamalan. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, viewers, if you if you hear this, uh, chime in. We, we, we want to hear about your dark That'd and be gritty awesome. Wee-boo. I think. We should do some movie facts.
0: Well, let's talk about this movie. Uh, This movie is... uh, Hook is rated PG. It is uh, an adventure fantasy genre. Sure. It is directed by a little-known director. I'm not sure if you've heard of
1: Steven Spielberg. Uh, I think he's done a couple of things. He might have a couple of movies in Pantheon Uh, already.
0: Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, Something about um, aliens. I don't know. Uh, Screenplay by Jim V. Hart, who wrote Muppet Treasure Island. Malia Scotch... Marmo, who uh, uh, wrote Jurassic Park, She's uncredited, but she was a part of the Jurassic Park team. Uh, uh,
1: from what I understand, a number of uncredited. So uh, yes. that that Agreed. Malia has been probably a ghostwriter on a number of things. I think so. that's probably true. It's based on Peter and Wendy, the original story
0: by J. M. Barry. Have you read? I have. I, I, I have was not. a high school thing. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Produced by Kathleen Kennedy. Who's, uh, <clears> worked fixed on Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Frank Marshall. <laughs> Who not only was a part of Star Wars, but has been a Spielberg collaborator for quite some time. And Gerald R. Molen, also a collaborator there. Cinematography by Dean Kundi, who did Jurassic Park. And Jack and Jill, an underrated Adam Sandler film.
1: Both ends of the spectrum
0: (laughs) there, huh? Edited by Michael Kahn, another Spielberg collaborator on E.T. and others. Music by, and this was the big surprise to me. John Williams, just I uh, picked a nobody. Just they picked it almost. They picked a nobody <laughs> to make make music. When for this. someone makes <laughs> movies and those movies make magic. <sighs> You stick with the team, right? Yeah. And this is definitely a Spielberg team with John Williams just bringing up. And it
1: is his team, the production company, is Amblin Entertainment. Amblin Entertainment. That's uh, that's his his group.
0: Uh, And uh, distributed by TriStar, which Amblin has worked with TriStar more than once. Released December 11th, 1991, in the U.S. anyway, with a running time a little long. A hefty. A hefty 142 minutes.
1: That's right. Now
0: it's starring, of course, Dob- Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams, Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins, Maggie Smith, Caroline Goodall, Charlie Corsmo, and Dante Basco as Rufio. Ah, that is quite
1: a list right there. Give us there. The little
0: synopsis. Sure,
1: IMDB says ah. about this, when Captain James Hook kidnaps his children... An adult Peter Pan must return to Neverland and reclaim his youthful spirit in order to challenge his old enemy.
0: Yeah, baby. So yeah. with, uh, with um, Robin Williams as Pan, uh, it was one of those other opportunities for him to both play his comedic and his very serious side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we don't have a Robin Williams movie in Pantheon yet. No, no. Uh, and I'm trying to remember if there's one or more than one Dustin Hoffman film. Uh, but uh, we can look that up a little later. All Uh Perhaps our, our viewers can uh, take the time and take a look at that real quick.
1: Listeners, uh, unless they're watching us right oh, now.
0: Not, oh, we don't have a camera. Oh, no,
1: We forgot to bring the camera. So if you pay Tag. the extra, $99.95, <laughs>
0: you too can watch the live cam view.
1: Yeah, we'll watch no. Pantheon Companion there's, after dark.
0: There's no no camera, unfortunately. All right. Uh, ratings. IMDB rated as 6.8 out of 10. Metacritic, 52 on 19 reviews. That's 52 from 100. Yeah. Uh, with a user score of 7.2. Rotten Tomatoes, 29%. Rotten. Yeah. Uh, with a, But with a 76% audience score, and that's a common sort yeah. of yeah, ratio yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and with Google, eighty percent liked it.
1: Now, so this is kind of a little, little bit of a mixed bag when it comes to reviews and critic stuff. Like mm-hmm. this is not Schindler's List or The Godfather or the uh, the things that it's like hundred across the board everywhere. Mm-hmm. This uh, this has got variance. Saving Private Ryan. This has got this has definitely got variance, um, and it has a disparity between the critics and. The, the viewers. Yeah, but, deep disparity in yeah. fact. But let's let's look at some of that. All right, so from the top of the pile from Rotten Tomatoes and their fresh pile, we got Jay Boyar, Orlando Sentinel, said, It's a lot of fun to watch over two hours of thrills, spills, elaborate sets, and special effects, all tied together by a pleasingly varied and lighter-than-usual musical score by John Williams.
0: Gene Siskel, uh, who... You know, it's a well-respected gentleman. It's actually his team, of course, from the Chicago Tribune. They rated it rotten, a woefully uneven retelling of Peter Pan's story.
1: Yeah, and, and back in '91, this uh, would have been well, his Benji yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Ebert also panned Pan. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. So you know, uh, not, uh, pardon not the pun. Not uh, pun. Uh, now, if we just go over to find some more reviews at Oh, Metatic. I get it. Like, he panned yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. That's Thank awesome. You um so on the top uh, so one of the the top ones over at metacritic which is just looking through different other critics mm-hmm. Hal hinson of washington post they the metacritic gives this a score of 80 mm-hmm. spielberg and company have finally made their disney movie or better yet their film of a theme park at disneyland it's sort of a like pirates of the caribbean and it's a small world rolled into one it's a hell of a contraption and certainly one to be marveled at it gives a good ride
0: so, Jay Carr at the Boston Globe uh, had almost the opposite point of view. His, his uh, review was rated a 38. Hook touches neither fantasy nor soulfulness nor yearning. Mostly, it's benign spectacle in which the actors keep yielding the camera to some expensive playground or other. Hook is neither wistful nor primal it's film's most expensive wind-up toy. So one liked the theme park and one did not. Right. And it's tough sometimes to read if you have a movie like this that's close to your heart or that you yeah. even when you I you know I rewatched it after several years yeah. and I actually watched it twice just the other day. And and it, and it kept for me personally it kept hitting some of those same notes that I recalled the first time positive notes to read someone who's like no. Wah, wah.
1: Yeah. Not 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 just like no, but like no, yeah, right, yeah. So
0: that, but that could be hard to read it. But I do understand it. So it's not everybody's cup of tea.
1: From the list, the, the 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 unwashed, the 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 hoi polloi. the hoi polloi, the yeah. the Metacritic user reviews, folks like you and me. Now we've got uh, they so user reviews seven point two out of one hundred forty two reviews, ninety positive, forty eight middle, four negative, mm-hmm. and one of the higher ones. We've got hobby Hakim. Gives it an 8. Says, yes, Spielberg's hook isn't perfect. Even, I was not a big fan of the beginning of the film, but when Peter goes to Neverland, everything is getting better, better, better. Added with John Williams' amazing score and Robin Williams' great performance. Hook isn't perfect, but it's very enjoyable. Now, these scores are out of 10. So, 8 of
0: 10, you know, is is very good. Uh, Gazayez, 91, rated it a 3. This is not good. Granted, I liked it as a kid. But as an adult, it doesn't age well. It's stupid and annoying. This could have been the best Peter Pan film, but alas.
1: No, no, no. pardon me. I misread
0: this. But Atlas, (laughs) it's pretty weak. (laughs) Uh so, week is spelled correctly. Yeah, That's good. It is. But yeah, but Gazelle's 91 was absolutely not a fan.
1: Yeah, because uh, saying it had childhood magic, but yeah. it didn't age well. So right. Giselle
0: Butler, who's one of our AV Facebook uh commenters and 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 par- participants quite regularly on the on our Facebook group, said Robin Williams was amazing in this. Core memories for me for sure. Heart. Bangarang Peter And Alessio Pasquale. Now, he usually is very verbose. Probably wrote a couple of paragraphs. I bet you had to
1: trim it down. He said, yes. Again, he said, he is very verbose everywhere else on the Facebook page. But on these comments. Mind-numbingly. Concise. uh, Concise. (laughs) Glib, even.
0: (laughs) Brandon Folk says, Hook is full of nostalgia, a nearly perfect cast, an excellent set design and music. Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams are the best renditions of Pan and Hook, or well, Hook and Pan, put to screen, and they're just so dang good. Julia Roberts is a weak point for me, but the Lost Boys and Rufio make up for it. It does feel a little long, but and I agree with that, but it's engrossing and a fun watch. I don't think it gets the credit it deserves. Yes! To Pantheon
1: scott heard says god no this is the lowest this is lowest tier spielberg bottom shelf spielberg <laughs> edit i do understand some of the love for this but it was such a huge disappointment oh, for me i got Which, that was precious <clears throat> with the with the hollywood actor lineup that it has yeah. and steven spielberg and john williams like and a cool story to boot like People could go into this with giant expectations, right. and uh, if it doesn't measure up, then right. it's, it's it, you know,
0: it's even worse. Sure. John Chippy says, this is a no for me. They assembled an all-star cast for a cheesy, disjointed mess that takes forever to get going. The sets are awful, and the special effects laughable at times. This is by far Spielberg's worst Creation.
1: And then you got Bill Allen who says, This is it for me. The very best of the kids' movie love action sequel reboot spin-offs. As a kid watching it, it just works. As an adult with my own kids and my own dreams long given up on, it's even better.
0: And I actually recommended to my son that uh, their kids watch this movie and they loved it. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I get that. It's definitely a kid's movie. So how did it do? So Let's talk about some receipts. Hook, as I said, came out December of 91, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. He, by the way, you know, he wrote, he did ET and a few other things. Production yep. budget of $70 million.
1: <clears throat>
0: Domestic gross, $119.7, but worldwide 300 almost $301 million. In 1991, the average ticket price was four million. And 21 cents. Why is that even relevant, to average ticket price? It's
1: relevant because we here at the Pantheon Companion have created our own trademark, copyright, registered, reserved, reserved BSI Butts and Seats Index. Mm-hmm. And the Butts and Seats Index is a way for us to compare movies across years and how they do in the theaters by taking the average ticket price uh, and dividing it out from the domestic gross, all right, so we can see oh, domestic what it does. We're in the seats. That's correct. Ah. How many butts were in the seats? Twenty-eight point
0: four million butts in seats for Hook, which is four times Brr.
1: larger than what we commonly understand. As and everyone knows, knows is the Fight Club. The fight standard. Club standard right. of seven point three million. Three million, right? So. Yeah. So it did, it did, it did
0: multiples, you know, uh, multiple increments of that. Um, The Goonies uh, came out June 7th, 1985, Uh, 114 minutes, Richard Donner, who did Lethal Weapon, Scrooge, a bunch, all the Lethal Weapons, I think, Scrooge and a bunch of others. It had a, Goonies had a production budget of 19 million, which surprises me with the gigantic complicated sets that they made that work. That's very, that's very fiscally uh, uh, responsible of him. Production budget nineteen million, domestic gross sixty three point seven, worldwide sixty four five. A more of an American movie. Average ticket price in nineteen eighty five was three dollars fifty five cents
1: for a BSI of seventeen point nine million. So I was just reading an article recently about Goonies and the house that's in uh, I think it's in Washington or uh, or Oregon. But I thought it was CL, the uh, but I don't know the um, but it's on the, the tiny little town out, out in the middle of nowhere and people and it's on a dead end of this this little street and people go up there uh, to go check out the house and it was kind of in disrepair for a while and somebody else bought it and fixed it up. But the fun part of the story is that the neighbor hates. Hates hates that everybody's coming up and it's just like get off my lawn and has stuff like you'll be prosecuted and she'll actually go out and ruin people's pictures <laughs> because she hates people coming next. She's like, why is everybody on the street? That's hilarious. Yeah. So the the other so the people who bought that bought the Goonies house uh, bought the house on the other side of uh, of this person in the middle and said don't don't pay attention to karen the goonies house is two doors down and have a giant site on the street oh princess bride oh okay oh. the princess bride and this is a movie we've talked about and looked at many times yes. here at the pantheon companion because uh, people have tried to get it in but it just couldn't do it. it came out october 9 1987 with 98 minutes long lean means svelte by rob reiner mm-hmm. who also did stand by me and and some other Production budget sixteen million, and domestic gross thirty point nine million. Worldwide thirty point nine million, so it didn't make much worldwide. Average ticket price in nineteen eighty seven is three dollars and ninety one cents. So the BSI for this film was seven point nine million, almost just a little, just a little, almost a Fight Club.
0: But but Princess Uh, Bride is another one like like Fight Club that didn't maybe do. Giant numbers at the box office, but has become a cult classic, a major follow yep. in years since. Jumanji, Jumanji, another Robin Williams movie, December fifteenth, nineteen ninety-five, just a few years after Hook. One hundred and four minutes, directed by Joe Johnson, who did Captain America, the First Avenger, sure. for example, among others. Production budget sixty-five million for Jumanji. Domestic gross a hundred point five million. Worldwide two hundred sixty-two. Point eight million dollars with an average ticket price in 1995 of four dollars 35 cents it has a bsi of 23.1 million
1: oh, so lots and now uh tell me about this final movie all right you have on the list this I, I am unfamiliar with it
0: this is uh, uh inkheart it came out january 23rd 2009 <coughs> it has uh some top names in it you might recognize them uh From, uh, oh, movies like um, Blast from the Past, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, George of the Jungle. Yeah, that's the guy, Brendan Fraser. He plays a a writer, and there's a magical book involved and, you know, all these things. But um, it was a bit of a sleeper, but uh, my kids liked it, and it is also an adventure-type movie, very much like Hook, so I put it in here. As I said, came out in 2009, 106 minutes uh, directed by uh, Ian Softly, who did K-Packs with Kevin Spacey. Mm. Anyway, production budget of sixty million. There was a lot of special effects in there. Domestic gross seventeen point three. Worldwide, it just made its money back essentially with sixty two point eight million. Now, in two thousand nine, the average ticket price was seven dollars fifty cents for a BSI of two point three. I put it in here as a comparison because not that it did great, but like. It's yet another one of these adventure, same genre, uh, it's kids related, Mm. kid related, and and major names are in this movie, but this one just didn't do so well. So, they
1: can be hit or miss.
0: Hit or miss, but you know, Hook, with all the pan, panning, (laughs) with people who don't like it, it did very, very well at the box office, which is tough if the movie's terrible. Yeah. It was getting bad reviews, and then lines at the box office at the same time, so Mm -hmm. it's interesting, right? So, uh, before we go into a deep dig on Jeremy's uh, nomination, why don't we... uh, So, here at Pantheon Companion, right as we do our podcast, we will occasionally receive uh, like a package, maybe a few things. We like to call them...
1: Bribes. We we call them
0: bribes. I mean, it's a pirate movie. It is what it is. And here I have this large white... Hang on, let me... um, it says, do me,
1: not bend. It says, oh, do not bend. Oh, wait,
0: i have just... The pull tab. The, yeah. The pull there tab. There we go. There we go. All right. Tear that open. Slide that out. Let's see what's in... Oh, there's a large yellow envelope. A vanilla oh, envelope. envelope. Yeah. And on that, I have, in that I have a, a big piece of cardboard. All right. Oh, it's delicate. It must be delicate. Yeah. Very much protected. And in here... Ooh. Look. A celluloid print Ooh. that's a robin williams print there it's a twofer and there's yeah there's two one they, for me and one for, one for you each of us that's beautiful this robin williams uh actually is, it's it's a beautiful uh black and white uh almost looks like a tin tie but it's on photograph photographic paper robin williams in the middle just himself and then surrounded around him are characters like Mork. Pan. Pan.
1: Let's say the, the, the column out. You've got Jumanji, Millennial Man. Yes. Good Morning America. Aladdin. Hook, Mork and Mindy. Uh, what's the Doctor movie? The.
0: I lost it. Shoot where the clown. Yeah. The clown knows, right? Down here in the bottom corner, you've got, well, of course, Mrs. Doubtfire and Popeye are on the right side.
1: Night at the Museum. Night at the
0: Museum with him there. The one at the very bottom, I think, is Being Human.
1: And uh, up on the top, you've got uh, right there from Dead Poets Society. Dead dead
0: Poet. That's right. That's from Dead Poets Society. Uh, Oh, very fun. Yeah. Good Morning Vietnam up there. Yeah, this is really beautiful. Jeremy, this is really awesome. By the way, you might note that Mrs. Dalfire is giving us the finger.
1: Yeah. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? That's
0: amazing. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. This is awesome. This will be framed and hung right. Robots. Oh in robots, right? There's yeah. robot there. This will be fr- my copy will be framed and hung right below the special shelf. So
1: what's fun here and we've had this conversation we you and I mm. nominated a movie years ago we did. for the um, Dead Poets Society. Not Dead Poets no. Society. We had Goodwill Hunting. Was that what it was? Finding Goodwill <clears throat> Hunting? And uh, <laughs> it didn't make it in, but then it prompted the discussion: Is there a Robin Williams movie that would make it into Pantheon? Tonight right. we're going to talk about Hook, but there are other ones that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, N- many of them are right here represented. Like uh, I love Millennium. Talked I mean. to Brad before, and Brad thinks that Popeye might be uh, a Pantheon version. I think that that uh, Dead Poets Society might be. I think Mrs. Doubtfire uh, might take a shot. should be a Pantheon. I hadn't movie. thought about it, but. Honest to goodness, both Jumanji and Robots are pretty good, fantastic Really good movies. movies. So. And Good yeah. Morning
0: Vietnam. Uh, oh, fabulous Fisher King as well. Yeah, the Fisher King. That's what that is. That's what that is. Fisher King. Yeah, this is awesome. Oh, so, thank you very much, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. That was very cool this be and a touchy. very thoughtful uh, gift. We appreciate that. I'm sorry, Brian. All right. Let's let's uh, let's jump into a deep dig. This is uh, Jeremy's nomination. and I think this is... Uh, Uh, A bit of an edit from his original... uh, It is. Uh,
1: Not much, but I did
0: trim it down by about a third. Okay. But this gives the full gist of his nomination. All right. I had a few ideas floating in my head for this nomination, but one of the fun things about Pantheon is that the season really does matter. With Kyle and Ryan nominating films that have been on their lists for a while and that they weren't sure would make it, I decided to do the same. I'm picking a a film that was almost unanimously shunned by critics, though loved by loyal fans. So this write-up really matters. For the third nomination of the season, I present Hook for Pantheon consideration. The script shines by being infinitely quotable. If you haven't chanted Rufio, Rufio, or quoted Smee and Hook's brainstorming session, then you haven't seen the movie. It connected with me as a child because the story ignites and gives power to the imagination inside all of us. As an adult and father, the story is more meaningful. I truly believe that there is more than one Pantheon acting performance in this film. Bob Hoskins' Smee is absolutely perfect. Dustin Hoffman gives a great character acting class. Robin Williams did it many times in his career, but as Peter, he shows the darkness and pain that adults carry combined with the playful goofiness we expect from him and Peter Pan. The costuming and sets are an amazing homage to the theater where Peter's story was born. I love how colorful and intricate they are up close, while fading into indistinct backdrops as you zoom out. The engineering of the practical effects and set mechanisms are truly impressive, and something I really miss in film today. Every single one of the Lost Boys has unique costuming matching their character, but still have a through-line that identifies them as lost boys. Peter slowly loses pieces of his lawyer get-up as his character emotionally sheds the bonds of his adulthood, a small, but an expert touch. I could go on and on, but I want to have respect for the reader's attention span. Not every Pantheon film has to be Schindler's List. There is something about Hook that makes me happy every time I watch it, and I'm not the only one. The movie... Is my Lost Marbles, My Happy Thought. The film that reminds me to chill out and just unabashedly play with my kid. It has that it factor. In short, bangarang, Peter. Bangarang.
1: Alright,
0: let's talk about uh, the movie itself, some of the uniqueness and challenges. What are some of the what's something
1: that the uniqueness about Hook for you? So <clears throat> We were just talking about it, Robin Williams. Yeah, is the uh, there are there are actors who are very well known, actors, actresses who are very well known that are out there who um, we would think of as iconic. Like I just say, we collectively, we collectively would think of as iconic. uh, But trying to find that magic spark, that place, that uh, that. A group of people would collectively then say no this is the one that should be elevated and then allow this person into the pantheon right right uh, um and this is one of these special things right is the uh this is an opportunity f- to get robin williams in the pantheon yeah it and, is and um so i think that's that's one of, one of the things that's that that it that it has for the uniqueness mm-hmm. um the also the elaborateness of the costuming Mm -hmm. um and in some ways the the uh, because for me it's a mixed bag and we can kind of talk about that a little bit later is that the sets are expansive yes for sure yes so there's a there is there is um this kind of bigness and playfulness that's built into this uh into this movie and it's uh it's in that sweet spot between kid movie and adult movie. Yeah, it's like you can sit and watch it with
0: uh, either as a kid, you can watch it with adults, or as an adults, you can watch it with a kid. It's something that Disney movies, you know, years ago, my wife and I were talking about this, and I know you and I have spoken about this. Disney okay. movies have, in general, um, been made so that There's all these elements that are attractive to kids. They're what they want to see. It's the the kind of storylines that they really connect to and the characters they connect to. And then there's the little jokes and the little sidebars and the things in the background and the this and the that that adults go, "Ah, ah-ha-ha-ha. Yeah, I know my kid didn't pick up on that, but I certainly did.
1: You know, not dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... I think another uniqueness for this film, and it kind of ties in with robin williams being a part of it and the kind of person that he is mm-hmm. uh, and it's been mentioned it was mentioned in jeremy's right up and in other places is that there is um a, a this movie is nostalgic it is like nostalgia forward yeah like it it is it, it like it if it if it causes nostalgia like it's it, it grabs right. you fully right. Uh, and because it's about capturing the magic of of younger times, and we have movies that are in pantheon, like Willy Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. or uh, um, last year's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. that uh, that like meant something to the younger selves of right. people, right. and like, and they still connect to them, still connect to it regardless of of anything else. Is that like they just have latched on, right, and. Movies that didn't make it in, but just mean the same thing, same as much for other people, like *The Princess Bride* or um, uh, Sixteen Candles* yeah, breakfast or club, breakfast, club, *Breakfast Club*. Breakfast yeah, Club, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that the, that's another thing, and that. And you,
0: you know, touching on that, uh, and, and 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 I think this is something
1: like you said, nostalgia
0: forward. That's a big piece of it. Is like just for example, the dog. Right. The dog is not a major character in the movie. It's 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 almost a I wouldn't say it's a set piece, but it's almost a deck it's almost a yeah. part of the of the of the very broad and expansive sets themselves.
1: The extended universe. Yeah, right. <laughs> and yet,
0: uh, you know, from the original Peter Pan Disney cartoon, the scene where they're all heading off, you know, and the little kid yells down at the dog, Come on, Nana, and like They'll yeah. even get sprinkled, and it's still chained. It can't go with them, but it's trying to, right? Uh My kids and my family, when we'd be, when we would go somewhere, we're 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 on a trip, or we're out, and we hear a dog barking in the background. Inevitably, one of our kids would yell, "Come on, Nana!" Right? Ron Williams walks out the door at one point. There's the dog, which looks exactly like the one from the old story, same same breed of dog, right? And and says, "Come
1: on!" And it's just like.
0: Yeah, brings you home, brings it, you back. It's like a little, it's like, oh, we
1: even touched that little part of the original story. It's like when I watch star, star Trek stuff and I hear the whistle that happens and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching Star Trek. Uh. Yay. Bum, yeah. bum, ba, nah, nah. I'm like, oh, there it is. Or when you hear, you're
0: watching anything uh, Star Wars and you hear somebody go,
1: <gasps> <laughs> in the
0: background, you're like, oh, there it is. There's there's the yell.
1: So let me, let me, let me mention some challenges sure. for challenges. this. Challenges that I think that the council members will wrestle with, and um, things that other people who are looking at the movie might wrestle with, is the rough edges, like it, like there, this, and, and and across the board, people have mentioned this and said kind of the phrase: "This is not a perfect movie. This is not Schindler's List. This is you know, like it's not it's not the best movie. Like, I think it could have been. like yeah. So I think." Uh, when we're talking about rough edges, they kind of they can sh- they show up in a bunch of different places. Uh, and whether it's kind of like there's some rough edges in set design, there's some rough edges in in some of the acting, there's some rough mm-hmm. edges in the story structure in terms mm-hmm. of the flow and, and and things that could have been trimmed, edited, fixed, polished, and whether or not that adds up to enough dings. Well, and some to- people don't buy that. Pa- that Peter would have
0: zero memories before the age of 13. You know, I, I realize what the storyline is yeah. and why he doesn't have the memories, but they're just kind of like, this This makes no sense. You so know?
1: I, I feel like r- that that concept of rough edges would probably be the driving force on challenges for mm-hmm. this film. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and,
0: yeah. It wouldn't be the first movie with rough edges that made it to
1: Pantheon, nope. though. No, I mean because you know, right night, uh, yeah, Pantheon is not I about mean, you just mentioned fiction. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's, some rough I will, get like, like skewered and shivved by the council members for even <laughs> suggesting that. But come on, guys, come on! Like it's not perfect. Wes Anderson yeah. uh,
0: films have this amazing niche, and they they really hit, and they they really uh, connect with. Lots of our council members, but not just our council members, lots of viewers. But oh, some of the bumpy road But some of those this movies.
1: Pantheon is not about the perfect movie, nope, it's about a group of people saying collectively in concert enough of them to say, Yeah, this is balance, a must see. On balance, this
0: is a must see. This is best of its genre. Yeah. This is a good example of the genre, but not just a good example. A top example of his genre
1: so uh before we do the breakdown i'll I'll mention one little insight and i had not seen the peter pan 1963 or whatever uh that ever like i don't i had not seen it all the way through oh up until this where i was like i should like i I think i've i I think i've watched it and i turn it on i'm like I have not watched this. I've seen bits and pieces, but I have not watched this because they're like, they're like following the leader. And I'm like, oh, that's where that's from. I've sang that my life, my whole life. But here's the insight on it. It's that this movie um, that one did a lot for, before even diversification, diversity was as as like, you know, uh, chic as yeah, it is now culture, like, forward, culture right yeah, the, yeah that they intentionally made a diverse cast and uh also on that note um that they cleaned up some of the more racist uh, yeah. edges no, 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 uh, yeah. like the in, in yeah, engines, engines and and, 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 and that, that like that like that whole Uh, kind of like this colonial mindset uh, uh, that was present in in the earlier stories and you're like "Mm." yeah like the whole song about the why is the red man red right oh this yeah i feel uh, i feel dirty not from the the original pan from the and they, they they cleaned up those edges and not only uh did they just edited them out that they added things to it for diversity
0: and inclusion and and they did that in 1991 yeah yeah 32 years ago just in case the math was you know a stretch for
1: that was that's just
0: something i wanted to mention
1: so uh Uh, uh, what do we got breakdown
0: so breakdown so acting and casting how do you feel that it it ranks there
1: you know what i really like this for acting and casting and i've heard people kind of like take shots at Uh, Julia Roberts I didn't have a problem with her as Tinkerbell you know something I I, I,
0: and I didn't realize that there were some uh, personality kind of uh, issues when they were making the movie there between her and Spielberg and maybe some of the other cast members but after I realized that that was true and then I was watching the movie or I read about it now I'm watching the movie again it shows. Like, yeah. how many movies have you watched where you're like, this connection between these people doesn't seem real, and then you find out later uh, there's a reason for yeah. that, and it shines through in yeah. film just
1: big time. But I mean, uh, but on, I don't think she did a poor job no. of acting. And uh, and I'll say, no, on the positive side, like Robin Williams knocks it out of the park. I, he's pan. I believe it. I'm telling you, I you watched.
0: A re- when, um, on my first rewatch just a, a few days ago. I sent a message to my good friend Triple D, and I said. Robin Williams acted circles around Dustin Hoffman yeah. in this movie,
1: and for me, Dustin Hoffman was amazing. In. He was great. Like, and I mean, part As of it's costuming. Actor. Like, yeah. it, like this is a character actor type yeah. thing. But like, I I thought like I really liked the the character. And then Smee is also pr- is fantastic. Yeah, really now, good. The kids are a little bit of a mixed bag, but there's moments in with the kids where he's pulling the face, and then he says, "Oh, that's." I see him and am like, oh, that's a... I'm, my heart melts when I see that, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but some of the other kids are just kids. The Jack Bannon character mm. didn't really care for him mm. as a kid actor. Nah. But on the whole... That I think acting and casting was right. very well done. The uh, by the way, I don't know if I don't know, this I don't know is why there. they included Glenn Close as a as a pirate. It's like she just wanted a job. <laughs> yeah. She wanted in on this thing, uh,
0: and there's a whole lot of little cameos. I mean, Spielberg himself and Carrie Fisher yeah. as a yeah. cameo. Yeah. But uh, and I don't know if this is in the trivia or not. But. Um, uh, uh, Oh shoot! No, that's fine. We we'll move. Let's move on. About
1: about Carrie Fisher. No, and well, uh, that's in our that's, George. That's
0: in our tree. Yeah, that that, that yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's there. Um, directing and editing. Directing and editing. Yeah, directing and editing. You know, for me, I think directing. I thought the directing was good. I thought some of the rough edges of the movie came from editing, and some from acting, some from editing. That the the story itself took. As some have said, took a long yeah. time to get going. The movie was about didn't
1: a, need to. On, on the whole, it was about a, probably about a half hour too
0: long, and probably fifteen minutes of that came from the setup before they ever went to Neverland. Yeah, and it was just a lot of detail there, and you kind of were like, where is this going? And yeah, and uh, yeah, and then and then they just made this trip to England for funsies. You know what I'm saying? I I realize it was for the event, but I'm just saying. Yeah, that took a long time and I, I don't think that was necessary. It's like they just didn't want to leave everything on the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, and I'll say the same thing is that the 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 storying the story was a bit bloated uh, a at bit. times or that there was, it was kind of uneven in terms of uh what they wanted to what they wanted to do in terms of like it, it wasn't a a, a steady moving train no. the whole time no. that was just like just fluidly kind of, going through.
0: A great example, when they first went into the pirate village, like you went to Neverland and they were in the pirate village and they're, you're, the camera's moving through and you can see all this stuff. That was at least three times longer than necessary. Yeah. They could have... But they wanted to show all their cool toys. They had done all this cool <laughs> stuff and all these cool costumes, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of hard. I get that. But even so, I think directing, it was great. He pulled exactly what was necessary out of most if not virtually all of those actors and and just editing was was and 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 that kind of ties in with screenplay and story where nothing wrong with the screenplay but it should have been trimmed yeah yeah
1: yeah and uh, i I like the the story i did too I
0: too. I i did too the story the concept of the story is fabulous peter actually came to quote the real world grew up Right? and 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 they by bringing Wendy back in by saying Wendy had become somebody who found homes for orphans including all the of uh, the lost boys who had come uh, over from Neverland and had had you know you you saw them in that audience as they're standing up saying me too yeah. me too those were all the lost boys right as the older men in any case uh, yeah no uh, I thought the story was really cool cinematography and locations I, I don't think they could have done it better i honestly think the cinematography and the locations and sets were just over the top
1: and for me there was some rough edges what was it. there i thought um set dressing mm-hmm. and kind of the the location set of the home in the beginning beautifully mm. set i thought that was marvelous the um and the pirate village mm-hmm. worked for me the one place that didn't quite work for me was the treehouse. The treehouse. Yeah. And it was kind of like it just didn't gel enough where it was like I'm watching a set.
0: I felt like I was that you're right. I felt like that was a little bit like of I'm like I'm not in the set Pee-wee's, but I'm watching Pee-wee's the He was playhouse on Peter Pan's Island, right? Cuz it was yeah. like kind of kind of weird and and quirky and and a little bit too big to be reality but a little Everything in very small space. And... Yeah,
1: and it wasn't quite real enough to make me believe that they were in a tree. Yeah, uh, so you, you the, know, the so tree the, wasn't
0: anywhere near as big as there's a tree house. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, so for me, like that—that that is the one area, and 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 the uh, the 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 sailboat skateboard thing. I never get it. I just don't understand. <laughs> like, like somebody was like, this will be so cool and we can make a ride on it. And it'll be great. And I'm just like, huh. Eh. And I felt the same way when I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm like, why is there a <laughs> skateboard Oof. ramp in there? Oh, so, well, you know, toast guy yeah. behind you with a knife. Yeah. Watch, watch out. Watch out. It's
0: about to shiv you for that one. Score. I thought John Williams
1: scored. Uh, let's, let's pass this like John it. Williams. I think he did great yeah. all around. And it, you know and, if someone and, didn't
0: tell me initially that was John Williams I wouldn't have been like that's John because you listen to Indiana Jones you you do Star Wars you any of the things in those series and you're like that's all John Williams all the time There
1: was a comment that I read from a critic that said this felt at times like a musical without musical numbers with no singing Yeah and and there there were times where I was like why aren't they breaking into songs? seems like they ought to. They should. And I for me, I'm like maybe that, that might even have added to the film like, uh, but unfortunately but, it was already very. yeah full, yeah, right?
0: yeah. Special effects and notables. This
1: goes back to this goes back to some of the stuff on on the set design For me, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. rough edges, yeah. but I liked how they they worked with Tinkerbell. I thought that that and the worked scale well and backing back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the I was I'm always a little bit weirded out by the, uh, and this is I don't know where in the conversation this fits, but there's one moment where this this the oddest love triangle, maybe more of like a love octagon thing that's happening where pe- like. Old Wendy, Wendy is then talking about how how she had the hots for Peter, right? And who was married to her granddaughter? It's 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 and she's like rubbing his face, and it's like okay, this is oddly sensual. But then he's married to her granddaughter, and meanwhile, Tinkerbell oh, is in the back. Once all of the people and I'm like, what is going on? And then I watch that movie. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, nope. And my wife was saying, no, it's always been a part of it, that it's, Tinkerbell has the hots for Peter. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah of course, but did everybody did too- have the
0: hots for everybody? No, everybody had hots for Peter. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Peter thought that uh, the granddaughter uh, was Wendy when he first met her. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, ex- oh, but hold on,
0: uh, just, to, just to clarify. Special effects. If, if we have a scale of, let's say, 1 to 5, right, or I guess 0 to 5, Rough edges, if you, something's good with rough edges, for you, does that make it like a three and a half, a four, a, a four. four and a half? A four. A four. A four? All right, fair enough. A I just four. Did, Just for scale. Yeah. An X factor. I'll tell you something for me, this, there's several X factors in this movie, we've already, already gushed and uh, made it clear we like Robin Williams, but also the nostalgia, the the uh all the callbacks and 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 uh touchstones of the original storyline that kind of pop up here and there the little things that uh that pop in there that as an adult i see it and i go oh i see what you're doing there those things are all individually x factor elements for me that kind of collectively really kind of give it a zane there
1: well, and I figure that this movie will have, like, about a bajillion percent X factor for you. Uh, I, like, I th- I mean, nine bajillion. Like, the, the with as much as you fully identify with both Peter Pan and Robin Williams, that yeah. this movie gets you from both sides. I think I am. I, I actually am Peter Pan.
0: I don't think I'm, not, I'm Robin Williams. For those
1: but... listening, I'm not joking about this. This <laughs> is not facetious. I don't think I am Robin Williams, but I wish I
0: could have been. Yeah. His I could have had his career at least so
1: so and I'll say this for X Factor for me mm-hmm. there is some of an X Factor it's not a bajillion percent mm. when I watched this movie again I remembered liking it more the first time the first time and I wanted to like it more when I while I was watching, watching I it I was like come on you can do it yeah. and, I, and there was and for me it just didn't push it over. The edge totally enough, the edge. but there but there were bits and pieces that I, I was in love with throughout, sure. Sure. but it wasn't a whole total a whole package. Picture. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I yeah. got you. So, this movie, six wins yes. 23 nominations, including five Oscar nominations, but no Oscar wins. No. But it did get a number of things, especially for set design yeah. and score. Yeah. And we've got some trivia from IMDb. Well, Robin Williams became best friends, excuse me, with Steven Spielberg. I apologize.
0: Robin Williams became best friends with director Steven Spielberg while making this movie. Reportedly, after Williams' death, Spielberg decided to watch this movie out of remembrance, but couldn't even finish it because he couldn't stop crying for hours.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, the, and we've mentioned this before. The, uh I don't like. There are not tons of celebrity deaths that really like just get you. Kind of got me, but this, this, like when Robin Williams died, the. Uh, it just, it sat with me for days yeah. and weeks I'm, where it was I'm just, there. it was just like, oh, because I identify with him as a comedian. Comedian, an actor, and a performer,
0: uh, someone who can express both, I'm talking from your perspective, yeah. both the emotional and the comedic side of a character. Yeah.
1: And then it's kind of like, what hope do I have if the funny man who's the, been the joy for the world? Just like... Yeah. He like snuffs his own candle. And I'm like, yeah right. and, and, oh. and then
0: you find more detail. Why did he do yeah. it? like, what was he experiencing? Whoa. It's yeah. like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so, the kissing
1: couple on the bridge. You yeah. were mentioning this one. Tell me about it. Yeah,
0: the kissing couple on the bridge. Uh, as the as uh, Peter and the kids are flying off, of course, Peter's in a sling, right? Um, and uh, the kissing couple on the bridge who begins to float with some fairy dust lands on them as Tinkerbell takes the unconscious Peter back to Neverland were actually George Lucas and Carrie Fisher in a cameo.
1: And Carrie Fisher also helped with rewriting and doing polish-up on Tinkerbell's lines. Isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, Bob Hoskins says, Smee would alleviate stress on set by singing various versions of Lionel Richie's hit, Hello, Hello. including the lyrics, Hello, is it Smee you're looking for?
0: (laughs) Gutless, you mentioned this one, the male bearded pirate. Odd-looking male bearded pilot who is uh, locked into the boo box with
1: scorpions was actually played by Glenn Close. I will say this. In in defense of Glenn Close, while she makes an odd-looking... Man, I make a worse-looking woman. Yeah. You know what? Some, <laughs> and and I'm oh my yeah. good friend, you
0: are 100% correct. And we have seen, Pantheon has yeah. seen you as a woman on yeah. more than one occasion.
1: The word bangerang yeah. is actually a Jamaican slang for uproar, disorder, or disturbance. Bang-a-rang. Don't you know another bangarang? Possibly bang-a-rang. A, roller yeah. Derby yeah, a roller derby athlete. Name. Bangarang. Yeah.
0: Uh, Steven Spielberg admitted to being disappointed with the final result in the movie. He had such a hard time working with the rebellious crew of young actors that he later said, only somewhat kiddingly, that the experience made him wonder if he wanted to have any more kids. He also felt guilty that he wasn't able to find an economical method to film uh, to filming the, ma- the many, many complex, complex human flight sequences yep. in the movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, so... As I was watching it, I said, "Hey, that's Gwyneth Paltrow."
0: Flashed, yeah. Like just, she just flashed us in this. This movie. was her
1: second movie; she appears briefly as teenage Wendy during a quick sequence as Wendy is growing up. I probably shouldn't say she flashed us because that's not no, exactly no, not what the time, I mean. But yeah. it
0: was a, it was a mental uh, uh, flashback. That's what I was trying to say. And then Bob Hoskins and Robin Williams uh, both died within a few months of each other in 2014. So at nine years yeah. now, almost nine years. Uh, with the passing of two great actors, and you know something, I didn't really know. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not true. I didn't remember Bob Hoskins in a lot of movies until I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Pantheon movie, and um, uh, then I started seeing him, noticing him in other movies he'd been in prior. And now I, and I of course saw him many, many times in lots of movies, and seeing him pop up in this movie the first time I saw it was a joy.
1: So they are in no way related or comparable, but I mess up uh Bob Hoskins and Ed Asner for some reason in hmm. my mind. The uh, the like Like they're different generations. No, like I, like I see the guy and I'm like, "Oh, it's Ed Asner." Like, "No, no, it's Bob Hoskins." Oh. Why why am I thinking Wait, Ed Asner? Wait, is he Asner? the diabetes guy? guy? <laughs> no, that's no, a no, different that's, guy. That's a different guy completely. <laughs> All know. right,
0: voting time. Well, as of this recording, we have a couple of votes. Uh, of course, Jeremy's a yes. And Matthew has said no, and Brad has said no.
1: But for the rest of them,
0: uh, we're we not don't sure know. yet. Yeah, we, don't we don't know. We don't have their votes yet. The Facebook currently is at 92 yes, 35 no. So that at least looks like it's going to be a yes. Yeah. So, so far, two yeses. Eleven need to rewatches. Uh, eight and, haven't seen. And eight has not haven't seen it uh, at all.
1: So, of the uh, five, six council members and guest voter so we've got seven votes left on there and we need uh, five, five more and yeah. i think it's a it's hard pressed i think it has a solid
0: chance it just really depends on whether those rough edges are too rough
1: yeah Uh for me and I, like I, I i don't feel like this one is going to make the cut yeah,
0: I I really hope it does because um, yeah. being
1: an eternal optimist, yeah, and uh, a Robin Williams
0: aficionado, all those things. But uh, but but being yeah, but and being a Disney fan, a Disney fan, a Peter Pan, a Peter Pan fan, you name man, it, yeah, yeah, all those things. I really do. I really would like to see this in there. And if it
1: doesn't make it, I would still challenge the council to find the 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 Robin Williams movie that does make right? it right, like which yeah. we could give them a list yeah. from this now, beautiful yeah. gift
0: we just got from Jeremy.
1: Yeah, uh, and. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that your vote is a hundred percent yes. My vote, well, okay, just to be specific, not a 98 percent yes. Just to be specific,
0: <laughs> uh, the rough edges do bring it down. And,
1: and for those who are listening, and many of you know this, our votes don't count for yeah. anything. O- only in that we can click yes or no on the Facebook
0: poll. That's it, and just like everybody else on Facebook, yeah, we're, we occasionally are a guest voter. Just
1: two schlubs talking about we're movies. Just guys
0: talking about movies. My vote is a yes, but it's but it's not a, a real high like four point nine yes. It's like a four five five. Yeah. Because there are some rough spots, but the X factors uh, definitely push, pushes pushes it over from, the yeah, end. Yeah, for sure.
1: And uh, I will hate myself for saying this and put myself in mortal danger from from my 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 best compatriot if across If you say the way, no, I'm gonna punch you right in the face before i watched it this last time i would have said yes and then you rewatched it and i'll say no uh, uh but too many it's a qualified you. no where it's like a four four point two five sure. kind of a thing but like the the standard rule that that council folk uses is that it's a it's got to be like a four point five out of five stars yeah, or better right. and it's certainly one uh, that
0: we've used ourselves and
1: uh that's to say, what if if somebody came up to me and was like, "Should I watch this movie?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, heck yeah!" Which this,
0: this is a lot of fun. A lot of people would say that makes it a pantheon movie, but not
1: not really. But it's more like if somebody said to understand what the best movies are, right, of of all the movies that are out there, to understand like what is this top level cinema of like what is greatest examples movie thing should i watch should i watch hook i've never seen a movie what,
0: <laughs> give me a list of 50 movies to watch this year and would hook be on the list
1: and you would say yeah, no i say no because there's other movies that that do a better job yeah. and there's other robin williams movies that, that i would say for certain uh that that would probably be even better representations of it but we haven't got those nominated
0: yet not here yet. so not, 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 other than uh other yeah. than uh, uh uh so it's a disappointing no yeah i'm with you for me other than finding goodwill hunting
1: yeah that's what it's called right finding finding foresters finding goodwill good neat that's a Nemo. movie i haven't seen in a long time finding forester Alrighty, righty that's a whole other discussion that's my friend whole... <laughs> all right how about some final thoughts what would you like to add I enjoyed this, and thank you, Jeremy, for nominating it. This was a fun relook at a movie, and there was there was definitely things where uh, I enjoyed going back, and I enjoyed learning more about the film. I enjoyed uh, opening myself up to the to the old Peter Pan movie that I apparently was in my one of my movie blind spots, which we, we all have them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but that was a, that was a fun venture, and I appreciate that, and I like the fact that uh that this movie and other movies that we've talked about weren't slam dunk home run movies that like were just like they're gonna pass no matter what
0: right saving private ryan the godfather we're kind of like well we'll this is a
1: conversation yeah you know like they have to wrestle with and i appreciate that
0: yeah me too And and i'll tell you another another little final thought that i had is that uh whether this movie makes it in or not um as we've seen with other movies uh that have been nominated for Pantheon. There's a couple of ways that a movie can become Pantheon. One is through this nomination process. Uh there's also the end of the season. You've got
1: uh In another uh, year this could be renominated. Yeah, or
0: renominated. It could go up uh it, it could go up in a uh versus where let's say they got yeah. three or four movies in the same kind of genre and then they they talk about them. So there's several ways that it could become Pantheon. I think personally uh, it's a little contrary, a little contradicts what your think, what your thoughts were. But if someone asked me, okay, there's, uh, I, I want to watch a Robin Williams movie, I want to watch a Tom Cruise movie, I want to watch a superhero movie, you know, et cetera, et cetera, I would be very, very, I would very strongly feel like I should tell him to watch Hook. Yeah. As a Robin Williams movie. Yeah. As um, it's, its own genre. Yeah. You know, there are so many good ones, right? But. I, this one also, you know, uh, just for example, um, Mrs. Doubtfire, there's a lot of top actors in there, but it's just not that thick with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I think, three main top actors mm-hmm. that are in that movie, and it's a good movie, um, but this one is just chock full of all kinds of cool stuff. And that's, if maybe they follow the same pattern you did. Watch the original Peter Pan cartoon and then watch this, you know, so that's a thought as well. Anyway, that's one of my final thoughts. Uh, As always, uh, I hope everyone has enjoyed tonight's conversation. Where can Video Land find you? You can find me on the Facebook page. And me me as well. Uh, You'll find me in Adventures in Video Land on Facebook. You can find A.V. on Instagram, adventuresinvideoland.com. But the conversation always begins and ends on our Facebook page. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Video Landers. To live. To live would be an awfully big adventure.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, How about this? We love you.